Welcome, everybody, to episode 152 of the Metabilis 2 podcast, which features myself, Ben. And David. And what are we doing this week, David? And tonight, we are going to propose a one-off monster. It can only have appeared in Doctor Who once. Once. And we are going to suggest it. And one person will suggest, and then the other will respond and say why this would be a perfect monster to return and to face Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor in Series 13 in Doctor Who. In, yes, in 2021, 2022, or whenever our uh, virus-infested world will allow filming once again. In the year 2525, I think. (laughs) Good. Okay, who's who's going first? Why don't you uh, lead off here? Okay, I am going to go with the eponymous Ambassadors of Death. Ooh. So obviously, the Ambassadors of Death gets um gets a pretty high ranking from classic Who fans because it's a, like a Quatermass style. Ooh, aliens are coming. What are we mm-hmm. going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of unit running around. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Doctor's involved. Um, there's gangland involvement. There's all kinds of <laughs> shenanigans and excitements. Mm-hmm. However, the ambassadors themselves, I don't know, what are they? They steal some astronauts. They hide away a bit. Obviously, they've upset General Carrington mm-hmm. in the past by being mm-hmm. super powerful or something. Mm-hmm. Um the Doctor sort of makes friends with them in the end, but mm-hmm. they never return. Yeah, I think that'd be a very good monster for uh, Series 13. I would uh, advocate for the Doctor to meet the ambassadors on their home world and try to do a, like a reverse where humans oh. are trying to reach out and sending their ambassadors, maybe that make this a uh, 2121 or something like this. And okay. they have the same kind of, uh, kind of a, a reverse reverse thing where... Where, where the humans are being used by ambassador gangsters for nefarious purposes to, to uh, rob banks and infiltrate government <laughs> agencies and whatever. And they're all, being, they're all doing this through uh, brainwashing because I, I think it was established that the ambassadors were able to uh, trick the astronauts who were, they were holding captive thinking they were just in a space station or stasis or something like that. Yeah, they're kind Never of shape first. they're kind of shapeshiftery creatures. They're kind of yeah. nebulous, aren't they, the ambassadors? Um when they return in series 13, are they going to be like the ice warriors and just be called the ambassadors of death or will they have an actual planet name? I think they're going to go a Terry Nation and they're going to call it an Ambassadorus or <laughs> <laughs> Ambassadorus no, de Morty the, or something. It would be yeah. the, they would be the ambassadors of the planet embassy. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes, I like it. I like the way you're thinking. Yeah, so it's so it could be called the ambassadors of life or something, or maybe the ambassadors of nice. The ambassadors <laughs> of nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what their home planet would look like. Uh, it would have a lot of flags out front. Uh, it'd be uh, be like the United Nations. Only the the whole planet would be like that. Yeah, it'd be one yeah. long embassy row. <laughs> be like one giant giant embassy suite. Yeah, okay. I'm I'd, I'd go for that. I'd watch um I'd watch forty five minutes of high speed ambassadorial shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good selection. Excellent. For my first suggestion, I want the magma beast 
to return to Doctor Who. Ooh. This was the seminal monster from the caves of Androzani. Goodness. And that's what made this show uh, what it is. It's what everyone remembers from uh, the caves. It's a, it's a Bob Holmes monster that's never, never returned. It, it's time to bring back the true classic, the Magma Beast. Well, you're right. The Magma Beast is the reason why um, the caves of Androzani is consistently rated at the very top of classic mm-hmm. Doctor Who. Um, it's a classic monster. It's, 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 a, it's a beast. Um, it probably lives in magma, hence its name, Magma Beast. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, uh, ooh, uh, how, would, how could we bring the Magma Beast back? I'm thinking, actually, I think this could be a team-up, actually. Okay. And you'll have to stop me if, if I'm picking a, a monster that you've picked further down the line. I think it's a team-up with the Tauran Wood Beast. <laughs> so I think how, that now, how how would you make that work? One one is forest and one is uh, lava. Well, they're like the Pokemon of Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. So like, there's mm. fire Pokemon and then there's like probably wood Pokemon as well. Mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, um, uh, it's like it's like Pokemon. Um, so you gotta the doctor, catch them all. The Doctor gets involved in some kind of weird game on some planet where you have to catch creatures and make friends with them that you maybe met before and but they have particular characteristics that make them unique so of course the magma beast is a creature of magma and fire so mm-hmm. the doctor and her companions um they have to descend in, inside a volcano and capture a magma beast and then the next the next in the next 5 minutes um they then have to go into a wood and capture the Taran wood beast, and then the rest of the of the fifteen minutes that's left of the show, <laughs> they have to make sure that the magma beast doesn't set the wood beast on fire uh-huh. by mistake, uh-huh. and uh-huh. that the uh, that the wood beast basically stays out of the um, stays out of the uh, out of the magma beast way because the magma beast is a poisonous, fiery creature, mm-hmm. um, has to be handled carefully. That's my pitch for the return of the Magma Beast. I think it has a lot of potential, and it would tie in with the whole toy market. You could, you could just, you could Absolutely. do a whole Pokemon Doctor Who type uh, crossover. Yep. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, uh, the, do the Ice Warriors have a pet animal of some kind? Well, they, they must do now. Do. <laughs> they do now. So they have like the the ice the ice beast, mm-hmm. and then there's like an air beast as well. Like it's like a big bird. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who has that. Oh, you know what? What that is? That's something to do with Vortis. It's like a big butterfly. Um, so it's uh, a Menoptera style thing. So that's perfect, my pitch. Perfect. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. Good. Good. All good. right. Okay. That's episode one and two of series thirteen <laughs> sorted. <laughs> sorted out. Okay. So episode three, um, it's the return of the Reapers. The Reapers so, uh, from Father's Day. From Father's Day. So as you know, um, Doctor Who. Always is messing around with time, um, yes. and uh, only once has the Doctor has Doctor Who messed around with time, and the Reapers appear. Um, we don't know why that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, only Paul Cornell can tell us uh, the reason for that. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to bring them back. So I think we'll have Paul Cornell come back, a seasoned writer, and he Invite probably him doesn't. Back. Doesn't yeah. doesn't want to have anyone else write his uh, signature uh, new his series signature, mon- signature monster. monster. <laughs> I, I mean, it was only Stephen Moffat's jealousy that kept uh, Cornell from returning because he didn't want the silence or the Weeping Angels to be upstaged by the Reapers. The Reapers and yeah. 
I think what's going to happen is we're going to see a continuation of the Timeless Children. But instead, since now Gallifrey supposedly is littered with Time Lord corpses, we're going to see the Reapers come there because the Master messed with time to make that happen because uh, Uh. to suspend all the regenerations. And we're going to have some kind of duality where we, we... where where the doctor kind of sees all of Brendan in Ireland style, uh, Gallifrey continuing on but being attacked by Reapers and then trying to deal with uh, bearing and uh, sending funeral pyres or whatever Time Lords do, big, yeah, yeah. big tombs for her fellow Time Lords. And somehow we're going to restart Gallifrey. And really, only Paul Cornell is going to know how he's going to do it. But it's going to have something to do with Reapers on Gallifrey um, switching between uh, kind of the Brendan in Ireland and... Uh, and and, Gall- and Gallifrey maybe may- maybe Gallifrey itself has done a chameleon arch and is really in hiding and there's only some token token time lords that were killed. Oh, and so but and, and only the Reapers kind of know that because they're kind of time sensitive yeah, creatures. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. how the Doctor knows that the time lords are kind of hidden themselves or something because the Reapers are and, about. and I think I think since they're time sensitive, we're going to find out that Ramsey, the Vorticor, ah, also I was hoping, I was hoping that also going to have a leap. That classic, <laughs> much, much, much loved mm-hmm, big finished character mm-hmm. in, yeah. And it's going to facilitate a whole uh, Charlie Pollard, uh, Paul McGann, uh, Eighth Doctor cameo, a little flashback vignette. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. Um, okay, that's a. Perfect episode three. I think that that fits in very well. All right, good, good. All right. Uh, so for my monster, I'm going to propose that we, uh, since we're having Paul Cornell, who is a fan favorite, we're right. going to uh, a writer who's uh, through his own uh, outspokenness has kind of fallen in disfavor with fandom. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gareth Roberts. Oh, I yes. think we need to have Gareth Roberts try to re rehabilitate his. Uh, uh, his connection with fandom and bring yep. back the Scobots Blitzer from the Peter Capaldi episode, The Caretaker. I think the Scobots Blitzer really was seen mistakenly by fandom as kind of a throwaway, throwaway monster with really not any kind of impact. And I think really its potential was underutilized. So for the episode four, this is going to be a probably companion focused in Sheffield, I would guess, but I, I'm just suggesting it. But that okay. would be that would be my pitch that we'd have Gareth Roberts bring back the Scobots Blitzer in Sheffield. <laughs> so, so can you can you make that happen for me, Brad? <laughs> I can make that happen. I, I, yeah, no, I, you're 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 being way too persuasive with these bad monsters. Oh no, these are these are. These these are good monsters. I think a lot of people thought that the Scobot Blitzer, Scobots Blitzer, was a uh, what is it like a, a, a kind of a, a kind of a, a, a pound store, a kind of a thrift store Dalek uh, stand-in, you know, just a kind of <laughs> random random killer robot. Um, right. I think I, I think at the time I can remember saying to my saying to you or to myself because you're the only person I talked to about Doctor Who too, um, that there should have been a Raston, should have been a Raston warrior robot or something. But oh, no, yeah. I think Gareth very cleverly didn't do something like that. He just randomly selected 
just a random creature of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, th- I think, I think, um, how would I do this? Well, obviously, it would have to do with 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 some way of kind of you know rehabilitating um, uh, Gareth's uh, famously a kind of transphobic stance that he mm-hmm. takes, mm-hmm. Uh, particularly on particularly on Twitter. Right. Um, so I think um, I think obviously um, uh, the you know the, w- w- what would happen with the Scobots Blitzer it would discover its desire to become um, the opposite gender of itself uh, and uh, uh, dress in a way that um, uh, uh, kind of a, a, a kind of sort of countered its original appearance um, maybe making it a more feminine um, appearing robot. Um, uh, and instead of our characters uh, 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 kind of disdaining its desire to uh, to, uh, to 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 sort of challenge gender stereotypes, mm-hmm. um, uh, they embrace it, oh. and it becomes a force for good and joy in <laughs> that particular part of Sheffield. So it maybe is- maybe it opens a little shop. Okay. Um, selling uh, selling pies and things. Clothes. <laughs> yeah, or th- or things that people in Sheffield like, like mm-hmm. pies. Pies. Oh, pies. Yeah. 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 Scobots pies. Sco sco. It writes itself. Scobots pies. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to buy some pies from a scobot? Um, especially if it is, if it was, you know, if it was a gender fluid, a gender fluid scobot. Sounds good. I think I think uh, Gareth, if if he could pull this off, if he wouldn't be seen as taking the mick. Uh, <laughs> on this, he, he, fandom would welcome him back with open arms. Open arms, this, open arms. This, yeah, this. yeah, yeah. No, I, th- and I think I think he could. I think he's I think he's big enough, um, uh, <laughs> literally big enough um, in his case for that for that to happen. Very good, very good. Yeah, okay, yeah. so episode five. What where, what are we going to do for episode five? Well, I've always 13? been disappointed um, uh, that the uh, the cousins, obviously they must be cousins, that the cousins of the Jadoon, um, the Krals, oh, um, yeah. those kind of uh, android-bothering scientists, space scientists from the planet of Sidon, mm-hmm. um, they've never really had another another crack. Um, they're up there with the uh, with the Cybermen in terms of like coming up with stupid plans <laughs> to conquer things. Overcomplicate. I mean, they're complicated creatures. Um, mm-hmm. These the and again they're science scientists. So they're scientists. I mean, but they're part of the great space rhino family um, right. that we've that we've embraced. Right. Um, and I think it's time for you know these other space rhinos to come back and um, and obviously come up with another plan, in, probably involving android duplicates. Um, mm-hmm. To conquer a planet of some kind. Okay, interesting. Well, I think they they'll they'll put aside the androids. I I'll, I'll, oh, I'm going to really? suggest that they won't do androids because the Terry Nation estate really liked. They thought the androids were the most successful part of the crawl. They're happy to have the crawl return, but they okay. don't want to do androids. So, right. looking at that script, weren't they going to have a deadly virus? Do I recall a deadly virus? Oh my goodness, there was going to be a deadly virus. So I think this is Chibnall's big opportunity, and he's probably going to get Vinay Patel to co-write this again because he didn't he work on Praxius. They're going to they're going to take another another stab at the whole virus thing and it's going to be exposed the doctor's going to expose that it's the crawl virus behind all of this it's it's wow. it, it's crawlvid19 crawlvid19 <laughs> and and so we're going to see the doctor battle the crawls 
and we're going to tie in the Jadoon because uh, we have the militaristic police rhinos and we have the scientific evil scientists, mad scientists, uh, crawl uh, scientists rhinos. And we're going to find out that somehow, obviously, that the doctor is going to escape in the Christmas special. But yep, we're, she's yep. going to get the rhino space, the militaristic space rhinos on her side. And we're going to see rhino versus rhinos. We're going to see the scientist rhinos being hauled off by wow. by, by the Jadoon for uh, trying to take over the Earth once again, but by using a deadly virus. So full on space rhino versus space rhino action then. Right. Science versus wow. police brutality. Wow. So like so the kind of the kind of the. Uh, uh, a cerebral space evil space rhino scientist versus the brute force of the policeman space rhino policeman in indeed rhinos. indeed and and wow. the doctor is going to have to kind of pull the strings she's going to be like mccoy doctor pulling oh, orchestrating the, them yes, yes the big puppet master right right i like it and is, is this going to take place on the planet aside on or I think it will start on Sidon, but ultimately the virus has to reach Earth to be a call to be a threat. Crawl the nineteen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, I think we'll have maybe a pre only a pre pre credit sequence on Sidon. I, I like it. I like it. That is going to be a superb episode five. Excellent. Okay. Of season thirteen. Um, I think it's your turn. Yes. Okay. okay. Episode six. All right, go for it. Well. As in with series 11, we had the Pating in the middle of the series, kind of a, a, okay. a, a kind of a spacer. I want Chibnall to bring back the Pating. Oh, the much-loved space gremlin. It is a monster that is totally associated with the Whitaker Doctor, and I think Chibnall, like he did with series 12, he needs to double down on everything he did in the series 11 and then one-up it. So bring back the Pating, okay. make it happen, Episode six in Epi- series thirteen. Okay, uh, remind me the writer of the Batang, the inventor of that amazing creature. Was it Chibnall? Uh, Chibnall did the story, but the Batang had an actual credit. Um, oh right. Uh, Tim Price, sorry, Tim, Tim Price is, invented the the, Pating. the Pating. So obviously, what fandom? What not? Not just fandom. What what everyone is clamoring for is for the Doctor and her companions to visit the planet of the Pating. Um, and I think, I mean, you know, like Planet of the Daleks, Planet of the Apes, um, uh, the Mysterious Planet. I think this, 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 this episode has to simply be called Planet of the Pating, because okay. who wouldn't tune into an episode where the Doctor and her companions, I repeat myself, visited a planet which was just Patings. Okay. Um, they don't actually live on planets, of course. As, as and I'm now recalling, they kind of live in space. Kind of asteroid belt, I think, is where they picked up. Yeah, the so 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 actually, actually, they they're from an aster. Are they from the asteroid belt or an asteroid belt? My guess is an asteroid belt, but maybe maybe they are in the asteroid belt. So uh, what that tells me that obviously the Pating have got something to do with you know the mysterious planet of the Fendal, because um, everyone knows that the um, the 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 occult. Um, uh, uh, skull-loving wor- space worms of the fourth Doctor Zero came from the asteroid belt. That was a planet that was destroyed, as far as I remember. Am I remembering rightly? Anyway, um, so I think it's I think it's a matchup. I think what we discover is that the Pating, because we, I mean, it basically it's like Aliens. Okay, so mm-hmm. Alien, much loved movie. There's one Alien. Right. The sequel, Aliens, 
I could see what they did there. They just added an S on the end. Um, uh, this is going to be like... Um, Patings. Patings, exactly. <laughs> so actually, I've changed my mind completely. We're okay. not going to visit the planet of the Pating. Okay. We're not going to visit a match-up or kind of a, 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 the... the uh, the Fendal um, matching up with the with the Batings to kind of take over something. Basically, it's going to be like aliens, okay, only with Batings instead of aliens. So the Doctor is going to hook up with some kind of crusty space marines, okay. probably actually dressed like the space soldiers from uh, the frontier in space. So they're going to have like <laughs> great big grey shoulder pads and kind uh-huh. of round weird helmets mm-hmm. um, kind of wrestling gear yeah wrestling gear yeah yeah exactly and they're all going to be dropped onto this planet and a base has been taken over by patings and um actually the rest with the kind of you know american football sort of gear that those soldiers wear right. would be ideal because they're just going to basically kick the patings like like footballs and they're just going to kick them around ah. and just kind of pump them over just like the horizon. Yes. Just like yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because okay. they're small and you can kick them really easily. And that's how they're going to get rid of them. And that's it's going to be called Patings. I think that's good because then uh, character options can have a whole Pating set that they can release. And it'd be it'd be uh, like football. You could, you know, you'd have a Pating goalie, try to get the... Uh, yeah. the the pating ball into into the net and it'd Perfect. be it it'd be a crossover it'd be a total crossover uh for the afternoon footballer fan and for the doctor who fan excellent yeah good good well perfect um so i'm going to i've i've actually got a monster another much loved monster from uh season 11 um okay. again that fans i think are really really interested in having returned because they were they were they had such a pivotal role in Demons of the Punjab, um, it's the Thijarians. Ah. See, so they hang around, apparently, when mm-hmm. things are happening, and hang around a bit, and then they go away again. So um, how are we going to reintroduce them? So, hmm. Well... They look evil, but actually they're not. That's their main thing. Their main thing is they pay witness. They used to be assassins, but now as penance, they, they, they're just remembering victims. And they yeah. came to the partition because there's so many fatalities. Right, right. Well, we... Do, we... Hmm. <laughs> well, since Chipnall was so successful with his Second World War... Uh, uh, dipping into the second world war yeah, okay. in spyfall right i think he's gonna actually i think he's gonna go further back in history i think okay. he's going back to the napoleonic wars and oh, to the no, the, no to the march to moscow when napoleon's oh. failed campaign to moscow okay. the retreat and we're going to have these assassin rememberers, and I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce their names. They, they're called they're called Thijarians, probably. Thijarians, okay. Yeah. So the Thijarians That's how it's spelt. are going to be remembering Napoleon's soldiers that have fallen on their wow. retreat from Moscow. Wow. And the doctor is going to be upset with them because they have the technology to prevent this loss of life. And she is put in the role of the advocate saying you cannot just be witness to death if you have the ability to make a difference to prevent those deaths. And we're going to have a very un... 
uh, I, I think knowing how I will react, we'll have an unsatisfying resolution to this where <laughs> the Tajarians will make an impassioned defense of sitting on their arses and not doing a damn thing. And the doctor will say, yes, we have to respect their culture and watch these people die. I, I think that will be a parallel. That would be so. That would be so satisfying to to have them be reintroduced, have the doctor and them talk a little bit about how they shouldn't just hang about and doing do nothing all the time. Okay. And then for them to decide actually that that's what they're going to do, just keep on hanging about and not really doing much. Yes, it, it, yeah. it, I think that's a signature so signature way of writing for modern who, especially in this this decade. Absolutely, I I agree. I, that's that that would be wonderful, and I can actually I can imagine that there being a whole series of <laughs> of Doctor Who stories where basically the Doctor visits horrible, hideous massacres throughout history, mm-hmm. and the Thajarians are just standing there going, "Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. It sucks, man. No, that's awful. <laughs> uh, we're really sorry, but you uh-huh. know." Too bad. Um, uh-huh. I've, again, so, very so satisfying. This would also be a celebrity historical because oh, we'd cool. have Napoleon. Now, who would you cast as Napoleon Bonaparte? Well, it would have to be little Dan Starkey um, <laughs> from out of the Sontarans. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I, can I mean, he's a bit totally old now to play, Nap- to, 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 to play Napoleon, <laughs> um, but he's certainly, he's certainly got the stature. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, um, so that's who I'd cast. Um, how about you? Who would you cast? I as, haven't, as... haven't given it much I'm, thought. I haven't given it any thought <laughs> at all. But uh, Ian Holmes already did Napoleon. Uh, so he, He's already done Napoleon. Uh, yeah. Um, I doubt he wants to revisit it for Doctor Who. Well, I think it would ha- it's going to have to be Dan Starkey, I think, okay. really. Okay, well, uh, yeah. for, for a lack of a counter-suggestion, uh, we are going to talk to Dan Starkey's agent and convince him that he wants to return to Doctor Who. In well, he played the elf in Last Christmas, so he really wants to get his face on screen. He can do yeah. it. Why not as Napoleon? Yeah, because you know he's fed up dressing up like Strax. He can do accents. He can because um, he does the he does the Strax accent, the Strax voice. He could certainly do it like oh, not do that, Josephine, that kind of voice. Um, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I think this is the standout episode, actually, of the whole of the whole season. I, I'm 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 loving this episode. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um. I think you've got one to give me now, right? Well, I did. I not just suggest the pating, or no? You you, you Oh yes. Okay. I did the pating, and then I did you did oh. the pating, and then I did the thijari. You know this this series is, is just like uh, what is it the uh, series twenty with the anniversary of all these returning monsters and yeah. villains it's just it's so chock full you just your head spins that you classic, just can't monsters, can't keep them straight yeah. well mm-hmm. another classic monster that i would like to see return is chronos the time monster oh yeah come chronos come the giant yeah um okay um that's a that's a good one um <laughs> It's a giant bird. It's a giant time... It's not a space bird. Well, it's also it's a, a very sexy woman, too. It's a time bird and also a sexy silver woman as it's, well. It's, it's, and a time bird and a time bird. 
It's in, in fact, in both senses of the word, it's a bird, either of the feathered variety or oh, the other variety. Uh, um, um, yeah, it nudges as good as wink to a blind bat. Um, uh, so to return, to return to Kronos. I mean, Kronos is uh, is uh, are there lots of them? This is Kronos is a chronovore, right? So right. There's a whole well, bunch it of them. implies there's more than one, right? So I mean, really, okay. This is the season arc because we we've we've had the Reapers. Mm-hmm. Which are time, apparently, time-sensitive creatures of some kind. Yes, so they okay. come back under being written by Paul Cornell. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we've also then said that the you know the Reapers they're gonna they're gonna team up with the uh, with 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 all the Vortisaurs led by Ramsey, yes, everyone's yes. favorite Vortisaur, um, <laughs> and they're all then going to team up for the not the season finale because that's my one because that's the one that comes next, um, uh-huh. but of the kind of lead up to the to the season finale. They're all going to team up with the Chronovores, and they're going to bring Gallifrey back. Oh, so time can be rewritten. Yeah, because they're all these timey flying time creatures, right? Led, right. led by a, a sexy flying bird woman. Uh-huh. Um, they're all going to team up together, and they're going to rewrite time. Um, they're going to rewrite history. They're going to bring back Gallifrey. All the Time Lords are just going to be alive again. For no really well thought out reason, they're just going to be alive again, and uh, the timeless child will be will be revealed to have been a uh, a, a a joke of some kind, um, not actually or, a real or maybe, thing. Maybe the timeless child is a chronovore. Oh goodness, that's true. Yeah, maybe or, I don't maybe. know. Maybe yeah, that's that's true. That that yeah, that could happen. The timeless child is a chronovore, and um, it's all fine in the end. There you go. Happy ending. Yeah, happy endings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But dun, dun, dun. the season finale, dun dun dun. Episode nine. Episode nine is the return of of everyone's favorite art loving animatronic reptile creatures, um, the Terraleptils. Yeah. Okay. Out of the visitation. More androids again. Yeah, with their robot, their sparkly robot, and their kind of unsuccessfully animatronic faces. So the last we saw them was with the bubonic plague and the grim. They yep. were some of them were dressed up as the grim reaper. Yeah, I think we're going to do this now in far flung space future. It's going okay. to be riffing off the fifth Doctor vibe. It's going to be with the Plantagenet type uh, Frontios crew. Oh, interesting. Okay. But they are having trouble, instead of with tractators, they're having trouble with these androids. And they, their society has uh, contracted so much that they need android workers. Okay, but okay. the world that they are on, that they've crashed or they've settled on, is also an uh, outpost or a colony of the Terraleptals. And the Terraleptals okay. are not happy that the humans are on there and being Terraleptals, being android experts, they are remote controlling, remote programming, re-engineering these robots. And they are slowly picking off the colony one by one. And so the doctor lands in the middle of this. And then by chance, she discovers that it's the Terraleptals. And so she gives the Terraleptals an ultimatum that they have to play nice. They have to be be kind to to the humans. Of course. And so they agree, but then... <laughs> 
they just they, they, they just they agree. agree. I mean, it's it's a it's yeah. a twist. But then, so when the doctor leaves and she's looking out the TARDIS doors at the planet, she'll see the lights going off on the human colony, and she she'll kind of pull them up on the video conferencing in the TARDIS, and the Terraleptals go up. Oh, are bad. We lied. You know, they would. It, it'd be oh, wow. the doctor doesn't win, and it sets up kind of like the doctor falls, which is the arc that all modern doctors now seem to have to have, where they are like the Time Lord triumphant, and they 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 ultimately fall. And so this is. I'm assuming season thirteen, series thirteen, will be Whitaker's last. So this is the. Yeah. This is the doctor falls setting up what a gut punch yeah, it is it's, it's a total gut punch it's it's the end God. of humanity we thought they were the last humans uh, fighting off the cybermen but no uh, we have to big it up one more so yeah. it, these truly are the last humans and they're snuffed out by android loving teraleptals yeah because uh, of course i mean the teraleptals again villains that everyone's been clamoring to have back what could be more perfect than the humanity to be finally destroyed by by one or two, probably a maximum three teraleptals and all of their androids? Well, it, it, it'd be the gritty reboot that Eric Sayward always wanted. Oh, yeah, yeah. So instead, of, yeah, it'd be like <laughs> Alien, only aliens, teraleptil, more teraleptils, it'll be called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I love it. I love the it. Excess yep. of teraleptil. Or An something. excess of teraleptils. Mm-hmm. Teraleptil really. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So the doctor falls and we need to have the doctor come up, rise up again. And who better to rise up than Professor Lazarus? <laughs> we last saw... <laughs> oh. We last saw Professor Lazarus in his uh, uh, mutated uh, chromosome gone crazy uh, monster form on the the floor of a cathedral, but somehow yep. he survived. And he does. He does survive, the, yes. The, the Lazarus effect comes into play, and so we see a return. Mark Gatiss is out of work now that uh, Moffat's not letting him write who, so right. he needs acting work, so we're... we're Mark Gatiss is back as Professor Lazarus in the Lazarus episode. How how is this going to go? Well, it is actually the finale is actually called you you you've described it's actually called the Lazarus episode. That's actually the title. Okay. Of, of it because it is a, a, an episode about Professor Lazarus. Um he of course he's discarded his CGI scorpion form. Okay. But he has returned to his magic machine that makes people younger. Okay. So, uh, uh, what he does is he puts the Doctor and, and their companions in his magical machine that makes people younger and turns it on, mm-hmm. uh, uh, makes sure it's plugged in, um, and, and turns it on, flick of the switch. He's cackling all the time. It's Mark Gatiss. <laughs> and um, obviously, uh, Yaz and... Um, uh, and the gang are all turned into babies, okay. Like uh, like Sergeant Benton has turned into a baby in the Time Monsters. So that's right, a nice, right. it's a nice tie in there with the mm-hmm. Chronovore episode. Um, but what happens? Are, are we going to have like a reboot, like Muppet Babies? We're going to have uh, Doctor Who babies. <laughs> yes, that, that's actually a better <laughs> suggestion than what I was going with. Yeah, and then it's a complete reboot. Basically, all of the Doctor and, and her companions, they're all babies. Oh. Um, I mean, it'd be like Rugrats. So it'll all be animated. So none of that expensive actors or like, Mm -hmm. you know, sets and it's raining in Cardiff. So we have to pretend that it's not, you know, all that kind of nonsense. It's all animated. It's Mm -hmm. basically done by the same people who did the Rugrats. 
and it's it's Yaz and and all of the others. I can't remember the other two. And and and, and Graham and the other one right. um, are all babies. <laughs> Right. And then the doctor is either a baby themselves. I can't decide whether how this is going to go. They're either going to be a baby too, or they'll be William Hartnell. Oh, interesting. Or or, or Doctor Ruth. Or doc. Or even further back, it'll uh-huh. be Philip Hinchcliffe. <laughs> uh, and um, and all the other people who are in the studio that day. George Galaccio. It'll be George Galaccio. Would you uh, would you recast be... uh, young uh, young Philip Hinchcliffe kind of as as the original Doctor then? Or? No, no. We got so we're going even further back. We're, we're, we're just, we're, it's even more obscure. It's it's, it's George Galaccio. So it's it's the the other one of the other right. Ones, right. He's the very earliest of the Morbius Doctors. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he completely unknown. No one knows who he is. But he's in charge of of all these babies, uh-huh. uh, animated babies. Actually, even better, all the babies are animated, right. and all the backgrounds are animated. But he's live action, so it'll be like um, the Song of the South, like oh, with Uncle geez. Remus. <laughs> only, only it'll be this guy, and then a bunch of animated babies, and they'll go around solving crimes. So they'll be, they'll be like the Time Childs, the the time kids time kids yeah time kids. except they're going to be on one planet because they're babies so um it'll just be instead of like time-based problems they'll just solve crimes so it'll, it'll be like it'd be like scooby-doo time crime yeah yeah it'd be, be the complete reboot it won't be called doctor Who anymore it'll be called uh doctor who and the time babies time crime <laughs> hyphen colon time crimes okay time yeah. crimes yeah, I, I I see it. I see it. I see this I, as a as yeah. a as a way of keeping the story alive, rebuilding. It's a <laughs> it's, whole new canon. It's a whole new canon, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, and, and just imagine the merchandising with a bunch of babies. Everyone uh-huh. loves babies. Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves animation. Oh yeah, it's a lot could, cheaper. Get it all animated in South Korea. You could have Doctor Koo. Oh, Doctor Koo, maybe they are all babies. Baby baby talk, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. they are. Goodness, yeah. Well, I think there's a lot there's it's there's some some more work to be done on this finale, but I think it's basically it's setting it up. And it's all down to Professor Lazarus. It's all down to Professor yeah, Lazarus. Yeah, so once yeah. he's turned them into babies, he bah, just goes away. Um Well wouldn't he when he enter the machine himself and be like their arch nemesis as a baby? Uh, Oh, baby like a, Lazarus, like a, a baby Lazarus. Yeah, yeah, he he could, he could do that. Yeah, yeah, he that's he he either just just walks, he just gets in his car and drives off, or he falls <laughs> accidentally into the machine himself. Oh, he has to fall. Just just it'd be just like uh, the Lazarus experiment. He'd fall yeah. at the end and fall into his machine, going my machine. Oh, or alternatively, he could be like the bosun in that pirate episode. And basically, <laughs> he just isn't in it anymore. Lost in the edit, yeah. Yeah, lost in the edit. They just edit, yeah. edit him out. And I think actually we can just decide what we want to do as we edit. And if we can't be bothered to like think of a resolution for him, we'll mm. just we'll just we'll just not hear from him again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sets up a problem for the Christmas special. Do you? We have we have these time kids. We have time babies, and right. Uh, Chibnall's finally gonna crack and. His last contribution, the stage that he's setting for the new incoming showrunner, is going to be the Christmas special. And so we have the Time Kids, and we need yeah. a returning monster. Do you have a final returning monster that you want to do for the Christmas special? Oh, God. Um, well, they're babies, so they can't really fight any difficult-to-fight monsters. Um, Brains of Morphaton. 
Ah, oh, perfect. The brains, the brains of, of, of I've, I've always said more photon, but I mean, it, oh, it could be maybe it is more well. photon. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what they're called? Yeah. The the baby it's babies versus brains. Yeah. So, brains and uh, jars. Yeah. Because uh, babies babies are famously stupid because they're just babies. <laughs> um. So it'll be like stupid well, babies. Are, but these are adult babies, or well, are they? I mean, are they? Well, have they been regret? Re- oh, you you mean that? So the the people they have. So they okay, so they're adults, but they're in the bodies of I, babies. I don't know how how does this work. Um, I think they're actual babies. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, they're toddlers. They're like they're like toddlers. maybe okay. they're Time two toddlers. years old. Okay. They're like two years old. Potty trained. Uh, yeah, they're just about potty trained. So, but I mean, they are stupid because everyone knows <laughs> that you know toddlers aren't, aren't that smart because they're only babies. Um, so it'll be like it would be the brawn of the toddlers. So the toddlers are kind of tough. Right. And they're also they're they're cunning as well. They're cunning. Uh-huh. versus the the braininess of the brains in jars uh-huh. um but those brains obviously because they're just brains in jars they can't really do anything except sit around i mean i guess they've got probably mental powers have they got mental powers i can't remember oh now. they gotta um, have mental well this is a gritty reboot we'll, we'll, we'll give them mental powers of course yeah yeah they've got mental powers maybe there's maybe there's zombies maybe they re- reanimate some zombies mm-hmm. um and the babies have to fight them and mm-hmm. um, uh, led by Christmas zombies, Chris, the, Doctor Who and the Christmas Doctor Coo and the Christmas zombies. Oh, loving it, loving it. There you go, perfect, perfect. <laughs> but of course, it's all done with animation, mm-hmm. um, so it's cheap to do, uh, and we no more problems with you know shooting schedules and all that kind of nonsense. Right. Get David Tennant to do all the voices, um, like Ducktales, and um, job totally done. Do it. Yeah, yeah, job right. done. Yeah, excellent. Get to, yeah, all get right. Catherine Tate and um, David Tennant back. They can uh-huh. do all the voices. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Mark Gatiss can do all the evil voices. Yeah, sorted. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Rob yeah. Ritchie can do all the animation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get Big Finish Studios involved in there too. And perfect. Yeah. We, yeah, they can just trade off between episodes. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. writes itself. I could see it working. I could see it working. All right. Yeah. Okay, there you go. That's season thirteen. I mean, and let's and again, I think very, you know, quite rightly, um, Tribnal can say this changes everything because um, it will change it does. everything. It, and in this way, time he'll in, be right in ways that fandom will have stuff to talk about forever. And I think in ways that fandom will gladly embrace uh, and actually see as a great improvement. And I like it because it's kind of the JNT twist on it where. Let's just let's just have a doctor throttle his companion and say, you know, they're Doctor Who fans. They'll eat up anything. Perfect. I, I, I it's it's genius. And um, I mean, I think we've just mapped out a, a, a chart for season thirteen. A Chibnall will be foolish not to follow our lead here. <laughs> right. Well, we'll, yes. we'll be forwarding this podcast on to uh, BBC Production in Wales, and we'll hope to hear back from them. Uh, until then, thank you for listening to episode 152 of the Metabulous 2 podcast. I have been uh, planning series 13 with Ben. And I have been literally rewriting the history of Doctor Who. It all changes here, folks. It does. With David. Excellent. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Very nice. I don't know. It's... Hopefully that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a comedy episode. It is.
Thank you for listening to the Metabilis 2 podcast. You can reach us with email at metabilis2, that's a number two, at gmail.com or on Twitter at metabilis2. And again, that's a number two. Hope to hear from you. Bye.